Genesis chapter 13, verse number 14. There's a word from the Lord. I'm going to say what the Lord has called me to say, and I'm going to get out of the way. We'll get the rest of the stuff done that we usually get done in our worship experience. If it's your first time here, I promise you, we are so grateful that you're here and we'll properly address you later. But if it is your first time here at All Nations Worship Assembly, San Bernardino, would you just wave at us? We'll properly address you later. But if it's your first time, wow, wow, there, there. Welcome. We're so excited to have you here in the Lord's house. Genesis 13, verse number 14. And the Bible says, and the Lord said to Abram, after Lot had separated from him, Lift your eyes now and look from this place where you are, northward, southward, eastward, westward. For all the land which you see, I will give you and your descendants forever. I want to minister a word this afternoon entitled, The Separated Life. The Separated Life. Um, Genesis chapter 12 begins to show us, thank you so much, a powerful exchange as God begins to give a call to Abram, he says to Abraham, I'm going to do some, Abram, I'm going to do some amazing things in your life. But I want you to leave your father's house. I want you to leave the land you have known. And I want you to go to a land I will show you. He said, I want you to leave all your relatives. I want you to leave them behind. And I'll show you a land. Go to a land I will show you. Later on in chapter number 12, the Bible says that Abraham obeyed the Lord And Lot went with him. Doesn't mean a lot to you now, but most of us that were here last week, we understand that Lot was Abram's nephew. So even though God told Abram to leave his relatives behind, Abram disobeyed God and took Lot with him. We find out because he took Lot with him, there were disturbances and there were things that he experienced that he would not have to experience experience if he had obeyed God and left Lot behind. Last week we talked about how we don't need to take unnecessary or unintended responsibilities upon our life. And that we only should connect to the thing that God has called for us to connect to. Which brings us to our story today. In Genesis 13, if you will go to Genesis 13, verse 6 with me, we'll continue our our little Sunday school lesson and see what the Lord wants to say to us. It says, now the land was not able to support them, them being Abram and Lot, that they might dwell there. For their possessions were so great that they could not dwell together. The conditions of this country, the conditions of this land, was that because Abram had took the wrong thing with him, the land would not be able to produce what it was supposed to be producing. What does that mean to me today, Sherman? This is what it means. You can be in the right place and not get production because you took the wrong thing with you. Some of us feel like, I'm in the wrong place. I got to shift and I got to go to another place. And that's not what the Lord is saying. Actually, You're right where I want you to be. You just got the wrong stuff with you. Y'all. You're actually standing exactly where I want you to stand, but you're holding on to stuff that I need you to be separated from. Ooh. See, we don't don't mind obeying God a little bit. But when you start telling me that I can't bring what I want to bring, it becomes difficult. 
So instead of fully obeying you, I'll try to make what I'm in work through my own natural, my own natural ways and my own ideas. And so some of us today, the word of the Lord to you is that you've got to let it go so that it can produce what it's supposed to produce. Some of us have been in this right land, in the right space for 10 years. But no production. I got to be careful. Uh-huh. I got to be careful of who I allow myself to get connected to. I, I got to go here. That's why I can't just marry anybody. Just because you love the Lord don't mean I'm supposed to spend my life with you. Just because you lift at your hand in worship and like, ooh, I ain't never seen no man lift his hand to worship. You don't know why he lifting his hand so hard in worship. Not just because he loved God. It's like, God, I am so crazy that I need God like more than anybody. Are you understanding this today? And we end up connecting ourselves to spaces and places God never intended for us to connect ourselves with. And this is so vitally important, and I hit on it often, because you've got to understand the power of connections. I believe without a doubt, you are one connection away from your next level. Your obedience will put you in the right position, and in the right position, you'll get the word that you need to hear directly from God. Somebody say, obey him. So because he took the wrong thing with him, the ground did not produce what it should produce. The land did not produce what it should produce. Let's go to verse 8. Let's go to verse 8. Just walking through the word today. The Bible says, so Abram said to Lot, and I love this. Abram said to Lot, please let there be no strife between you and me. He's so nice. And between my herdsmen and your herdsmen, for we are brethren. It's not the whole land before you. Look at he said, please separate from me. I mean, Abram, you're so nice. See, uh, Abram got a whole different kind of spirit. I would be like, hey, you got to go, bro. Like, you, 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 you messing up my whole situation. And uh, no hard feelings, but you out of here. <laughs> Goodbye. Hope you find some place to live. I'm just being real. Because I'm at the place in my life, I'm not going to let you mess up my breakthrough. I got to stand before, y'all don't want this. I got to stand before God, and I've got to answer for, for what it is that he's mandated me to do. So I don't, I appreciate, this is real good, and this is kind, but I'm just being honest. If it was me, I would be like, hey, Lot, guess what? Love you, but I got to go. But Abram was nice about it. He said, please separate from me. I want you to see yet he was nice but direct. Some of us, leave that scripture up. Uh, Some of us, we are too soft. And because you're so soft, you're not getting the results you need out of life. And you think it's kind to lie. Okay, I see I got a room full of liars because ain't nobody saying amen right there. You think it's kind to lie. You think it's kind to brush around the truth. No, I got to say straight up to you. We cannot be friends. You are full of Satan in ways I have never seen before. Your actions and your character do not line up with the scripture. And in a time where I am trying to follow God, I cannot be connected with people who are playing the field. Love you, but I got to go. Y'all don't want this. Please separate from me. He didn't say, you know, maybe we could come back around later. 
Maybe God is just separating us for a moment. That's what y'all do when y'all break up with people. I'm going to preach this anyway. This is how y'all do when you break up with people. You know, I just feel like the Lord, I, it's just a season. Season where I have to focus on me. And that's how you end up dating, but not dating. Because you play those games. Y'all don't want to talk. And I'm talking to not just young folks here. Talk to some of you old folks that's been dealing with the same Negro that's been staying in your house that's not your husband. I'm preaching to you. That's what I'm preaching to. I'm preaching to everybody in here. Been with them so long, people think that's your husband, and ain't never been your husband. And you go around talking about, yeah, my husband is. That ain't your husband, man. We play games. What the song said, separate. That's what we gotta do. Separate. Somebody, thank you. Jesus. I'm singing these songs every week and ain't nobody singing with me. I mean, I'm not that old. Jesus. All right. Sometimes you gotta, you have to be direct and you gotta be honest. Right? Another song said, we can't be friends. See, Okay, anyway, anyway, moving on. <laughs> it's not good. You shouldn't still be in love. But, but, but you know, you got to make a decision. <laughs> but you got to speak directly. Somebody say directly. You can't beat around the bush. Abram's like, guess what? We got to go. We can't be together. We can't be around each other. We can't, we can't be connected. Please separate from me. But I love how kind it was. He says, if you take the left, then I'll go right. Now, please pay attention to this. Because he's saying, whatever direction you go, I'm not going. Y'all don't read the Bible right. That's your problem. That's exactly what Abram told. He's being nice about it. But he's saying, whatever direction you go, I'm not coming. If you're moving to Rialto, I'm moving to Sacramento. You understand? As far as I can, I'm going as far away from you. Are you understanding? If you're going to Oregon, I'm going to Florida. Huh? I'm just, I'm getting away from you. Whatever direction you're going, I'm not going. And some of you think that's not Christ-like. But then you don't understand Jesus. Jesus said, some of you think that I came to bring peace. This is what the man said. This is what Jesus said. Red letters. He said, but I came to bring a sword. Uh-oh. That's what the man said. He said, I came to bring a sword. And this is what he said. I preface, I'm dividing, I'm dividing mother from daughter. I'm dividing. This is what he means. He says, this call of Christ that I'm calling you to will make you go the opposite direction from people who don't want to align themselves with it. Oh, this is a tough word, but I wish somebody holler, amen. This is not, I'm not feeding into the religious character, uh, character, characterization. That's what I want to say. Something like that. Uh, I'm not here because I'm perfect. I'm here because God called me. Um, so it's important that you understand that people are in a position right now where they get into the mindset that Christians are supposed to stay away from unbelievers. That's not what I'm talking about. 
So I need to deal with that because some of you are going there and that's not what I'm talking about. That's actually not what I'm talking about because uh, it's, it's not even the unbelievers. That's the issue. A lot of times it's the believers. Wolves, the scriptures say. That's acting like sheep. Y'all. And if you get close to them, they are bite you. Because it wasn't really a sheep. It was a wolf. Are you getting this today? He says, hey, whatever direction you're going, leave me the other direction. He says, I don't want to go with you. Here's the first thing that I want you to write down today. Real faith is willing to let stuff go. Real faith is willing to let stuff go. It's willing, real faith is willing to take the risk that I might not be able to have this or I might not be able to hold on to this in obedience to God. Somebody say the separated life. If I obey God, I'm risking not having this anymore. We are in a land and we are in a time where materialism is real. Y'all say amen. It's real out here. And, and you can get into a position, if you're not careful, where you get brought into the culture rather than shifting the culture. And, uh, and life becomes about stuff. Y'all go out comes about stuff are you willing to let it go if if i follow the call of christ i might have to let go of this house that i really wanted oh y'all wanted me to just yell god's about to bless you here comes your millions no i want to talk to you about the stuff you need to let go if if i follow god i might have to quit my dream job somebody say amen If I follow God, I might have to let go of stuff that I like. Any Christians want to be real here today? You will follow God and God will ask you for stuff that you like. Not this. Please, Lord. This is the last thing I got that I really enjoy. Are you serious? I I don't let everything else go. I let everything else go, God. But you coming for my shots. And and, and I I just, just want one shot just a week. You come in for, I gave up everything, God, but I just like my glass of wine at night before I go to bed. It just helps me sleep better, God. Could you leave my wine alone? And God says, it may not be sin for everyone, but it's sin for you. Because I'm calling you to live a separated life. Oh, I want you to be so far away from what you used to be like that there is no residue. That's your problem. You want to suck. You want to work the line. You want to work the middle. Uh-huh. You want to work. The, y'all twerking on the middle line. That's what y'all doing. You want to work the middle. I said that. Twerking on the middle line. That's what many of you are doing. But God said, I have called you to live a separated life. Somebody said on, on, on Instagram or Facebook, why does he yell so much? Because it's my preaching style. If you don't like it, don't watch my videos and don't come to this church. God bless you. Sick of it. 
yell as much as I want to yell. So, <laughs> you got to be willing to let it go. But isn't that the truth that sometimes, how many of you have been in that position where God has called you and said, called you and said, I want you to let that go. And it's not necessarily a sin in scripture. But God's saying, I don't want you to have it. God does test your obedience. I don't care what people tell you. All right, this is good, Sherman. All right, so you got to, real faith is winning, let stuff go. But this is what, I, I don't want to leave it there. Let's go to Mark chapter 10, verse 28. Mark chapter 10, verse 28. Y'all got to give me some kind of time. I don't know what happened. Mark chapter 10, verse 28. And the Bible says, then Peter said to him, see, we have left all. Good hookah bookah. Here goes a real disciple of Christ. It's not these after Christ is gone and resurrected disciples. This one of the people that was walking with him on the earth. They're the examples to show us how to do it. The Bible says, see, I have left what? Nobody hollering and screaming on that one. Ain't nobody saying, I know you're right, apostle. Preach that. None of that today. It was quite silent. It went straight silent. Soon I said, all, all, everybody was, I mean, nobody said nothing. He said, see, we have left all and followed you. Verse 29. So Jesus answered and said, listen to this. Assuredly, I say to you, there is no one who has left houses or brothers, sisters or father, father or, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands, for my sake, and the Gospels, who shall not receive, look at this please, a hundredfold, my favorite part is now, I, I just, it's, that's my favorite part, a hundredfold now, in this time, see, because everybody, old folks used to say, and used to get on my nerves, he's be like, I got a crown in heaven, and the Lord is putting the jewels in my crown, and when I get that, I don't want my crown when I just get to heaven, daggone it, I'm living on this earth, and I got some more years, I told the Lord, I just want to live to 82, you can take me at 82, don't ask me why it's 82, that's just my number, I said, God, you can take me at 82, I'm good to go, but while I'm here, I don't want you preaching a gospel to me that says that I got to live a less than life and then wait till I get to a cloud in the sky to be able to have what I believe that God wants me to have. There's a reward. I want to say this. There's a reward for those that diligently seek him. Oh, I'll say it again for those that's given up. I said there's a reward for those that diligently seek him. And you ain't got to wait to get to heaven. There's a promise right here on the earth for me right now. Look at your neighbor real quick and tell him, I can have it now. I can have it now. I can have it now. But the key to having it now is my obedience to God. I'm not going to try to get it like my neighbor got it. And I'm not going to try to get it like my friends got it. I'm not going to sleep my way to the top. Can you hear you? I'm not going to lie my way to the top. I'm not going to scandalize my way to the top. But I'm going to obey my way to the pinnacle of my life. I'm going to obey my way to where God told me to be. I got to go. A hundredfold. 
Now in this time, houses and brothers, sisters and mothers, children and land, with persecutions in the age to come, eternal life. So I get it here, and I get it there. And I love verse 31. Let me verse 31. But many who were first will be last. I know you heard it before, but let's just insert this. Please look at your neighbor and say, stop tripping. Look at somebody around you and say, stop tripping. You are at a place right now where you are tripping because it seems like other people are ahead of you. But the Spirit of God just wanted me to focus you right here and say, the last, good God Almighty, I'm about to run. I said, the last shall be first. I know, I know you seem like you've been waiting a long time, but I just want to encourage you, don't give up on God. Don't give up on being faithful to his word. The last is about to get in the front of the line. The last is about to get in the front of the line. The last is supposed to some of y'all don't like leftovers but it's something good some of y'all don't y'all ain't have the right people cook the meal because the meal ain't right on thanksgiving y'all ain't saying nothing the meal ain't really right to the day after and the day after i want to use some bad english and say it gets gooder and gooder and gooder I want to tell you just hold on just a little while longer because it's about to get real good real fast. I said it's about to get real good real fast. And I know it might seem like you may be losing right now. But grab your neighbor next to you and say hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Be seated please. Just talking. The real first point First point in the separated life message is that real faith is willing to let stuff go. Because if I let it go, oftentimes he restores it back to me better than what I ever had in my hand before. <laughs> Leave me if you want to. Y'all ain't saying nothing. You don't got to be my friend. You don't got to walk with me in this life. You don't have to call my name now. You don't have to say anything about me now because just hold on a moment because as the Lord is doing what he's doing in my life, he's going to pull me to a place where you wish you could have the same access that you used to be able to have because the Lord has driven me to a place in my obedience in him. Look at somebody say, I'm on my way somewhere fast. I got to go. Um, Genesis 13, verse number 10. Put that up for me. Genesis 13, verse number 10. The Bible says, And Lot lifted his eyes and saw all the plain of Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere, before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. I love the way they dropped it in there. Like the garden of the Lord. It's like Eden. That's what it's saying. It's saying this land, he saw, he lifted up his eyes, he saw it was like Eden. Like the land of Egypt as you go towards Zor. Then Lot chose for himself all the plain of Jordan. And Lot journeyed east. And they separated. There it is again. Somebody say separate. From each other. Abram dwelt in the land of Canaan. And Lot dwelt in the cities of the plain. And pitched his tent as far as Sodom. But the men of Sodom were exceedingly wicked 
and sinful against the Lord. Here's number two. Follow God, not optics. Many people believe that the grass is greener on the other side. At first glance, Mr. Lot starts looking over there and he's saying, oh, I love how lush the grass is. I love how beautiful it is over there. And I'm going to head towards this eastward land. But what we didn't know in the spirit is that some of the most wicked people of that time were living near that land. Oftentimes, people are driven by what they see in the natural without using their spiritual discernment to understand what's behind a thing. And what we end up doing many times in our life is that we follow the thing that seems more appeasing to our eyes versus being able to follow the voice of God. It's called the, it's called the listen, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life. You begin, to, you begin to look at this stuff and you start paying attention to it and you say, I just want it. I just, I just want that kind of stuff. And I'll tell you, if you just wait a time in your life where you just say, I'm going to give God everything. There'll be a day where you don't have to ask for nothing. And God will just draw it to you. I, 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 I'm give you a little testimony in my life. Might not mean, mean to you, nothing to you, but it's a prophetic sign to me. I, I, I've always liked nice things. And I've always liked shoes. But I never would buy myself or invest in shoes for myself. I got too much to do. Amen. This church was not always blessed the way it's blessed right now. So amen. A lot of stuff. If it had to get paid. It came out of the Dumas account. Somebody say amen. And so there were times where we had to sacrifice for the work of the Lord. I, I, was, I, was in a, I was in a meeting just last week, and there was a young man that had some shoes on. And all I said was, Pastor Keith, I like those shoes. The young man said, I will take these shoes right off right now if you really mean you like it. It's my first time ever wearing them. I said, listen, I don't want you to go home barefoot. I, I sincerely don't want you to go home barefoot. Just keep your shoes on. Bring it next week. <laughs> I ain't lying. That's what I said. I said, just bring them next week. I, I, <laughs> the young man texted me last week and they said, they said, texted me just yesterday, I think it was, and said, the young man said, Pastor, guess what? I got you a fresh pair. Y'all ain't saying nothing. And it don't mean much to you, but when you have sacrificed your entire life, every time I turn around, God's dropping shoes in my hand. And it don't mean much to you, but it's a prophetic sign to me that it's just the beginning of what he's going to do in my life. That stuff you don't even got to pay for. But because you sacrificed it for God, he's going to place it in your hand. Y'all don't want to hear this. The Yeezys I'm wearing today, somebody put them in my hand just because they love me. I need you to hit your neighbor right now. Said that kind of blessings are about to overtake you. Y'all don't want it. Y'all don't want it. But last time I checked, the oil flowed from the head down. I can't hear y'all. There are days I just sit in my room and my cash app just rings out of nowhere. Uh, Y'all like, what that got to do? Because you can't praise God for nobody else's blessing. Because you angry, it's not happening for you. But I am in the season that I wasn't never in before. That stuff that I could have never thought I wanted. I could think I wanted lunch. And somebody will cash app me $50 and say, lunch on me. I could think I want to go somewhere. And somebody will send me money in a moment. Why am I telling you this? Because it wasn't always my circumstance 
But what I decided is that I wasn't going to follow the optics. I wasn't going to follow what it looked like. I wasn't going to follow the crowd. I was going to follow the cloud. I wasn't going to follow what people said. I wasn't going to follow what you said about it. I wasn't going to listen to the opinions of men. But I was going to follow God and not the optics. I got to go. You can't follow the optics. He has a six-pack today. He'll have a beer keg tomorrow. Some of y'all missed that. He have a six-pack today. He'll have a beer keg tomorrow. So you can get married today off a six-pack with no substance. In a year from now, you'll have a beer keg that's beating on you. I mean what I just said. I can't follow the optics. So don't follow her because it's sitting high. And she's bountifully blessed. Please, sir. Please, sir. Please. 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 Don't let that be the only choice. I don't want you to marry nobody ugly, but please don't let that be the only choice. Some of these married people here can't say amen right now because they're sad because of what they did. But just, just let their silence be the answer to you. I'm telling you. It got to be more than the optics, my friend. What I want to break off of you today is the striving mindset. A friend of mine told me, Sermon, what my breakthrough came is when I moved out of striving. When I stopped trying to look like everybody else. <sighs> Pastor B, I'm, I used to cry over stages that I wish somebody would have called me to. Y'all want to look at me like you ain't never cried over something you wanted. I used to look at stages and say, God, I know you called me that. Why you got me preaching to these chairs? Ain't nobody in here. Ain't nobody saying nothing. I used to preach to a room full of blue chairs. You remember Dejana? And with nobody in there, about 25 to 50 people in there. And I would preach like I was on the stage of the Potter's House in Dallas, Texas. I would preach like I was that woman that was loose. Some of y'all don't know about that. I would preach like I, I mean, I, was, I would preach like a crazy. I prophesied to everything in the room. I prophesied to the blue chair. Because I knew if I could be faithful with what he put in my hand, there would be a time that I would get called to places that most would never get called to because I obeyed God in a season when nobody knew my name. I can't hear you. That I can't go to no airport without anybody calling my name. I can't even go to the grocery store with somebody saying, Apostle Dumas. Why am I telling you this? Because there was a time when nobody knew who I was. But I made a decision that I would follow God and not the optics. We have to go home. Let me give this to you. Let me give this to you. You got to move out of striving and move into obeying. Satan loves to speak. And so I'm sure Satan was trying to talk to Abram and say, hey, you a fool. You gave Lot the choice. You a fool. You let him choose the land. Some of you don't understand it because you don't understand that, yes, the grass was green and that the land that Abram was in was rocky. Lot got the land lush. 
Abraham on the rocky land. <laughs> if I had the time. Abraham is on the land full of rocks. Have you ever felt like your obedience to God didn't get you nothing special? Have you, have, you, have you felt like your obedience to God got you the short end of the stick? Anybody want to say amen? Have you ever felt like I obeyed God, but what is this? All I got is a bunch of rocks. All I got, y'all ain't saying that. All I got is a bunch of stuff that's uncomfortable. All I got is a bunch of stuff that is not like. I don't like this season. I don't like this place. But if you would just hold on for a moment, God is about to release to you. He'll turn something beautiful out of the place that you are in. I got to I got to go. Uh Genesis 13:14. Be seated. And the Lord said to Abram, after And the Lord said to Abraham, after Some of you are trying to get God to speak before you obey. You want God to speak to you before you move in obedience to him. You're like, God, where's my word? He said, I gave it to you. Obey it. What am I supposed to do? Are you really asking me for a second word when I've already spoken to you what to do? It's better for you to just be honest with God and say, I don't want to do this. This is uncomfortable. I need you to help to help me get through this rather than you faking like you didn't understand. Don't, I can't stand with people fake dumb. Especially when I give people assignments and I, we was just ultra clear and then they come back and play dumb. I'm like, I know you're not that dumb. So it would be better for you not to act dumb and admit I'm just careless. I, I am incompetent and I don't follow through. I need a calendar. I need a clock and a schedule. Then it look me in my eyes. I didn't understand. You, you're kidding me. You're, you're joking. You're quiet in here. Don't play dumb with God. He said, you heard what I said. You just didn't want to do it. You was careless. You heard what I said. You just incompetent. And it's better for you to be honest with God. Why y'all quiet in this Anglican church, huh? Well, you got to get fright in God's face and say, God, listen, I heard you just fine. But I just didn't want to do it. Y'all ain't saying nothing. I heard you just fine, but I preferred to go out on a date and not do what I was supposed to do. I heard you just fine, God, but I decided that I was going to go out to dinner. I heard you just fine, oh God, but I wanted to go to the movies. Y'all quiet in here. I heard you just fine, God, but I want to go do X, Y, and Z. And I made a conscious decision that I didn't want to follow what you said, God. Thank you, Pastor Julie, because ain't nobody else saying amen in here. Mama says, after Lot had separated from him, the Lord said to Abram, after Lot had separated from him, lift your eyes now. The statement lifting his eyes, one theologian said the implication is that his eyes were low. One theologian said that he believed that in the midst of it, potentially Abram was sad about the rocky land he was standing on. So God's instruction to him was lift your eyes now. You ain't got time to go through a process. Some of y'all want 21 days to get out. You want want 40 days to get my life better. 
you want you want you want you want you want 60 days to become better no god said lift up your eyes and do it now you do not have time to be waiting for another season y'all y'all quiet i said look at your neighbor say do it now lift up your eyes lift up your eyes lift up your eyes you got to come out of that gutter that you've been in. You got to come out of that depression you've been in. You got to come out of that oppression you've been in. Lift up your eyes. Lift up your eyes now. And look from the rocky place. Look from the place where you are. Northward. Southward. Eastward. But remember, Lot went eastward. <laughs> Y'all ain't get it yet. I'll show you a minute. Look at the place where you are now. Northward, southward, eastward. Lot went there. And westward. Next verse. For all the land, even the land that you thought was lost a lot. Even the land you thought was gone. Even the land that is temporarily being occupied by somebody else. Y'all don't want this. For all the land, somebody holler back, all the land. Ooh, I feel the Holy Ghost now. All the land which you see, I give to who? I know a lot over there, but even that's not lost. Y'all seeing this? If you could just obey God and do it amicably, God says, I'll open up all kinds of things, but not only for you. This thing that I'm releasing on you is for you and your descent. And here's my favorite word. I'm going home. He said forever, forever. Look at somebody say forever, ever, forever, ever. He said forever, 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 forever. What that means to me is that it cannot be reversed. I feel like running. I said it cannot be reversed. Whatever God has said about me, he is not changing his mind. It doesn't matter what you feel about it. It doesn't matter how you think about it. What he's saying is that it cannot be reversed. Somebody holler forever. Says forever. I have to go. Forever. Here's the third point. Full obedience releases the blessing. Here's the third and final point. Full obedience releases the blessing. It wasn't until Lot fixed, Abraham fixed his partial obedience. He left his father's land, but he took Lot with him. It wasn't until he separated from Lot when the blessing was reaffirmed to be released in his life. Our problem many times, play something softly, is our nearsightedness. We get so involved in the situations that we can't see beyond that moment. Abram could have been upset because of what happened in that moment and miss out on the long term that east, west, north, and south belongs to you. If the enemy can get your focus off right now, he can get you to forfeit the big picture. Do not get into a place of being nearsighted and miss your blessing. Look from where you are in all directions. And realize that there is a promise that God is about to give you in your life. 
Verse number 17 says, Arise, walk in the land through its length and its width, for I give it to you. They're like, Sherman, what does this have anything to do with me? As you obey God and you live the separated life, you let go of what he told you to let go of, not trying to follow the world's system and way of getting what you need. Some of you feel like you got to hold on to certain jobs because if you don't hold on to that job, you'll never get any other money. You're in a field that you know God don't want you in. You're in a career you know God don't want you. If you would live the separated life. Some of us are holding on to seasons and people and things that we know God no longer wants us to hold on to. If you would just live the separated life. Some of us are holding on to habits because they're a comfort to you. It's like the kid with the blanket. It makes you feel good just to be able to do that. And you feel like if you ever lose that habit that's become a part of your personality, you feel like you're going to lose you. But the Spirit of God is speaking to you so clearly to say today, live the separated life. The separated life at times can be very different from what everybody else is doing. Will be different. People won't understand your choices. They won't understand your direction. They want to understand why you're there. They want to understand why you're doing this. But you are not living to be able to live in the understanding of others. But your call is to live in the obedience of God. I want you to stand on your feet. I want you to lift your hands to the Lord. And while your hands are lifted without a lot of pump and prime, right where you are, Let a yes come out of your mouth to God. This word hit everybody today. There's stuff that you need to separate yourself from. But there's a blessing on the other side of the separation. Right where you are, just begin to give God a yes to him. Lord, I'll obey you. Lord, I'll follow your plan. Lord, I'll follow what you have said. I won't find myself entangled in stuff I'm not supposed to be entangled in. I won't find myself in stuff that I know, God, you want me to let go. My answer is yes to you. Glory to God. My answer is yes to you. My answer is yes to you. I'll obey. I'll obey. Some of you need to leave religious systems. Some of you need to leave religious ways. I say yes to you. Come on, say yes. Come on, say yes. Yes to your will. Woo. Yes to your way. Woo. I'll obey you. 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 I'll obey. I'll obey. I'll obey. I'll follow your will. I'll follow your plan. My answer is yes. My answer is yes. My answer is yes. My answer is yes. Come on, spend the next 60 seconds telling him yes. I will obey. 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 I will obey.
Thank you, Lord, for the internal fortitude needed to obey you. We will not be moved by the optics. This week, God, help us, Lord, to live a faith life like Abram lived. And let us lay hold of the promise. In Jesus' name. While you remain standing, I believe that there's a person in the...